0: Welcome in Braves Today podcast. I'm Ben Taylor. That's Lindsey Crosby. And the good news is Atlanta gets a series win against New York. They do it on the road, albeit there was one game that was not played. It did not feel like a series win when it was all said and done with for a number of things, one of which to begin the game in the third game of the series. Ronald Acuna gets hit on the shoulder. It did not look bad when it happened. He stayed down a while he has a tendency to sometimes overreact when stuff like that happens. So I thought Mm -hmm. that's what we were doing was proving a point that, Hey, you went high and tight and hit our guy. But then when the trainer came out and he still didn't get up off the ground, I thought, okay, heart dropping a little bit. Here we go. Injury (laughs) about to happen. It's going to be some freak thing where something's broken in his shoulder. He's going to be out for three months and I'm going to be depressed. And, all of those worries came to an end right before we started recording is uh, you said there is an update on that injury
1: yeah the Braves tweeted uh, 805 central time so 905 Eastern on uh, uh, on Monday he's day to day after further imaging revealed no fracture so it was it was right on the scapula and that's mm-hmm. something where a lot of guys uh, it's it, you don't get hit there a lot right mm-hmm. and so a lot of guys can be prone to uh, to damage when they get hit soreness things like that I think that was probably more so than anything just him being a little surprised because he's not used to being hit there and so mm. that feels worse than maybe it actually was I think that's probably uh, probably what happened in this case mm. and and I'm maybe he'll miss a game I don't know at, at, at this point it feels kind of dumb to speculate but I, I'd like to think it's not going to be an injured list end
0: yeah the good news is it's not his throwing shoulder so that shouldn't give him any I mean it, all it's it, unless it affects his swing I don't know what else he'd be dealing with other than sounds like a deep tissue bruise they didn't say that That's just what it sounds like it is when they said there was no fracture I'm assuming that's probably what it is mm-hmm. um it it just was a I, I loved getting on the internet and reading some of the some of the trolls that were you know they they thought he'd go it was o2 they were not going after him his yeah. first play his first play they get did he did he get booed because he may have pimped a home run earlier in the day yeah but he did move a little slower around the bases than he usually does. I will say that. Uh, but I still don't think at 0-2, I mean, yes, it was a fastball that got away from him, but I don't think he was trying to get
1: him to, to wear it at all. That's not a count you go after a guy in. And and honestly, Mets fans boo a lot of stuff. They I don't do. even know if we can. I mean, yeah. they, they booed their own third base coach for not sending Brett Beatty home. Yes. Uh, coming around third. He probably would have been safe, like, in their defense. But they booed their own third base coach during the play. It wasn't even over yet. So, I'm not sure if if we can use Mets fans booing as a good barometer. of no. like, did he break an unwritten rule or not? But I did freak out a little bit when it happened. I, I, I panicked a little bit and had those kind of scary thoughts as well. And then when he got up and he walked off and he wasn't really using the arm, but he wasn't also protecting the arm as he mm-hmm. walked off. I'm like, okay, it's probably going to be fine. Maybe you don't see him on Tuesday, but either way, I don't think it's going to be a long-term thing just off of what we saw.
0: As you said, I think it caught him off guard more than anything. That's also an area that you just really can't protect. They're not yeah. going to let him wear shoulder pads out there. So that's not going to happen. <laughs> so uh, Ronald's pretty, pretty protected up. I don't know that it goes that high. So uh th- th- my other takeaway is uh from the series. And apparently it's not just this series. It's been the last few. Uh, Austin Riley has got to pick it up. He When he hits the ball and he does put it in play, he's, he's hitting it hard, Uh, but his, average continues to drop and he's coming up in key situations with runners on and really needing to produce and he's not doing so
1: yeah so at the end of the cincinnati reds home stand where the Braves sweep april 12th they win game three he's batting 340 448 511 from that point until now he is nine of 52 at the plate with 22 strikeouts now of those nine hits five of them are for extra bases, two doubles, right. three home runs. So he's hitting the ball pretty far and hard. Uh, but he has some bad luck, Batting average on balls in play is only 2.14 and his actual uh, slash line has dropped to 2.53 3.54 44. So he's lost, you know, uh, almost 100 points of batting average, he's lost more than you know, more than 100 points of slugging. Uh, it, it's it's a slump. And hmm. you've said it really well before we turn the mics on. He's doing that thing where he's kind of in between pitches right now the timing's not quite down I don't know if it's something where he's pressing too hard he's trying to make up for something but he's just not uh he, he's not synced up at the plate right
0: I don't know if he's guessing that was also my thought is maybe he's uh you know there's a such there's a such thing that batters will say where well, you overcoach yourself you start going through scouting reports instead of just letting the talent take over and do the work and you start thinking too much in the box. Chipper Jones was notorious for saying stuff like that. He's like, "Don't overthink it." He's like, "Here's the thing: there's only a few things they're going to throw you. Get up there, and if you're going to be guessing, then take your hack." And he's doing that. Uh, however, I would I would like to see him square a few balls up, and and maybe even try to... right now. He hits the ball so hard when, whenever he squares. It doesn't have to be a home run. Like he's right. they're going to stay if he keeps putting them in play. They're going to start falling, and he's just in that slump mode now. On the other end of the spectrum. A guy that saved the day and probably the series for the Braves uh, was Murphy, who had an outstanding game two. Uh, I keep forgetting that they took a couple of days off. A game, a game two on a Monday, which is also odd. Uh, they played a game two on a Monday, um, but still, he was able to. He had a couple of home runs. He had six RBIs, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, he had a better day, and I think a career day from what they said.
1: Yeah, he hits two three-run home runs in the game. And and on the season now, uh, he he leads all catchers in Major League Baseball in home runs with seven. And he's tied with Jonah Heim of the Rangers and RBIs with 22. And picking up six in one game obviously helps. But Sean Murphy's played, I believe, 20 of a possible 22 games he started behind the plate since Travis Darno uh, mm-hmm. went out with the concussion. He DH'd in one of those other two. And so like going into today's second game, he had been in all but one game that Atlanta had played. Travis Arnos coming back sometime soon. There were some quotes out there from him today. He was dealing with headaches and light sensitivity that's gotten better. So he's hopeful to be back in the next couple like next week or two. But like if anybody panned this trade and said like what are you doing going out and getting a guy like Sean Murphy? Oh. His first 100 at-bats in Atlanta, 8 home runs a 646 slugging percentage and a WRC plus of 175 where 100 is average for baseball and he's 75% better than that. So absolutely was worth the trade.
0: Yeah. He was a one, you and I have talked about it when they first picked him up, there were some naysayers out there that were a little disappointed in the fact that they went, you know, the, the, who is he? What is he? You know, he's yeah, he's got an arm, but he doesn't really hit that well, blah, blah, blah. And, could be just a resurgence could be a change of locker rooms you and I have talked about that culture means a lot in baseball you hear people talk about it, say that that locker rooms you know atrocious I don't want to be in there that's why I wanted out of a certain program I don't know that the A's had that but I will say that uh, it was uh, kudos to the to the front office for picking that out and and picking him up because he has definitely proved them right, and he's been he's had he's been made to do so with Darno's injury. So it's not like he's had a choice in the matter. They, they, he doesn't have anybody to help him right now.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's something he's had to step up, and I, he's done a great job of doing that. Uh, but you're just in a scenario where uh, you are you are riding him pretty hard. You obviously want Travis Darno to come back, but Chadwick Trump starting that second game today, got a base hit. And I remember him having a key double last year late in a game against Mm -hmm. the Mets where the Braves ended up winning that game and they go on to, uh, to, to beat the Mets by Mm -hmm. a single game for the division. And so like Chadwick Trump as your third catcher won the division for the Atlanta Braves last year. So uh, Atlanta's always been pretty lucky to have some decent catchers and, and it looks like, Uh, That's going to continue because Murphy's here for a while. Travis Starneau has more time on his deal, and then you've got decent guys you can call up like Chavit Trump. That's the positive portion
0: of the battery. (laughs) The negative portion of the battery is the guy that I said, kind of tongue-in-cheek, they should have left in Atlanta and mentor, and I'm still not so certain that they shouldn't have done that. And you know what? Maybe they make a pit stop between New York and Miami, and they do drop him off in Atlanta this time around. Uh, I I thought at first – and I texted you today, Lindsay, and I said, at first I thought it was rest. Now I think something just is mentally going on right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, everybody in the bullpen got two days off. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's something where, and I, I'm i trying to remember, I think he pitched on, uh, no, no, he didn't pitch on Friday. So he hadn't no. pitched since Thursday, since that blow up to the Marlins where they lost that game, which fun fact, if I have this right, the Braves are three and six in the final game of a series this season. Such oh, a weird, just yeah. a, a weird coincidence to have there. Uh, but it's it's something's definitely going on we've seen before where atlanta has taken aj Minter and sent him to AAA for a couple weeks to figure some stuff out i'm um, like he does have an option left i don't know if they're going to do that but ryzo iglesias is coming back at just the right time he he had a another relief appearance scoreless outing in gwinnett i think on sunday mm-hmm. and so you're at the point where you're going to have him activated probably for the Orioles homestand starting on Friday. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd imagine mentors are going to be given some time off in some form or fashion because there's something going on, some sort of mental block there where he's just not executing the pitches in safe situations like he needs to.
0: And not just had two days off, not your two regular days. You know, sometimes they still give guys days off and they still have to get up, go to the park, get dressed still go through warm-ups and kind of semi-workouts, go sit in the bullpen on the rear end, on the pine end. No, he was hanging out in a hotel, luxury hotel, eating bonbons and ice cream and having plenty of rest for those couple of days because it was storming. They even said the yeah. broadcast crew talked about it. They didn't do anything within the city. They literally just stayed in the hotel the entire time and put their feet up and tried to get their legs under them. So there, there was no excuse. Now, with that said, I I, I facetiously talk about dropping him off in Atlanta, probably going to need him against the Marlins. Cause now turn around and look at the Marlins with the Braves two wins this week. And if they would have swept today, it would have been even, uh, they would have had second place alone, but the Marlins have jumped into a tie for second with the Mets and the, in L
1: East. Yeah. I mean, it's something where this Marlins team has, I think better pitching than we gave them credit for going into the season. We know that they always find arms, but it wasn't something where we thought they would be this effective. And then defensively there was a lot of questions because the marlins just seemed to want to build the whole plane out of second baseman Mm
0: -hmm. they had
1: josh Chisholm moving to center field they went out and get uh, Luis arise they had uh, joey wendell who had never played shortstop since going back to high school last Mm -hmm. time he played shortstop was high school and you're like yeah he's going to open the year as the starting shortstop uh john birdie they moved him from second to third it was a lot of a lot of confusing things on offense but it seems to have worked so far for them. Arise gave them better contact ability than they'd had. Jorge Soler, uh, always going to be famous in Atlanta for what yes. he did for us to win that championship. Greatest home run of my life that I've seen. Him th- that I've <laughs> seen. Uh, but like it, it's coming together for the Marlins to the point where at least early, before too many injuries and things like that start hurting the depth, they're able to compete and they're in second place right now, tied with the Mets. And so Atlanta goes has to visit the second place team wins the series there. And now they have to visit the second place team. Yeah. It's just kind of like, it's, it's, this is, it's one of those funny things where everybody gets hyped up to play Atlanta. And this is no exception.
0: Yeah. It's uh it, it, it's it's good to be king, I guess you could say. And uh, there were some years that Atlanta couldn't say that, but they definitely get the best out of everybody whenever they uh, show up. I mean, the ball bounces a certain way. Murphy doesn't have a great. Get- the Mets take the series. Mm-hmm. This, you know, the, in in New York, and so they got to be careful. I don't. I've never liked that ballpark down in Miami, and uh, the Braves have never really hit well down there. Um, you know, luckily they kept Soler at bay whenever he was in Atlanta. I don't mm-hmm. foresee that happening too much again. Now that he's going to be able to see this pitching for the second time around, uh, he's probably he he could be one that gets hot. So uh, my predictions, uh, you know, when you look at the matchups, because I told you I like the fact that I think Wright is bouncing back and 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 finally getting in a groove. I don't know that it's a great groove, but he's still kind of getting there. And then Freed's just being Max Freed, so I'm I'm assuming I'm going two for three just because I who they're throwing first. At one point in time, his ERA was up over nine. I think now you said it's down to a little bit below seven. Uh, and so I thought maybe Atlanta could jump out on that. But then again, they played a doubleheader today. They could be tired by the time they, they they sit and face them.
1: Yeah, I mean, game two, rainy National League Cy Young winner, Sandy Alcantara. I know that his season hasn't started the way we wanted it to, mm-hmm. but it's still Sandy Alcantara. And so it's hard to say, yeah, the Braves are going to go in, out and sweep this. It's him versus Bryce Elder on Tuesday. Uh, Kyle Wright versus Lefty Braxton Garrett on Wednesday, who is one of those guys having a very good year, two, four, mm-hmm. five ERA in the season. And then Jesus Luzardo versus Max Fried on Thursday. Uh, so interesting matchups. I'm also going to go two and one, but I do want to just real quick give people a heads up. Weird game times for these three games. Yes. Uh, Tuesday, Bally Sports South, 640 Eastern. Wednesday, 640 Eastern. Thursday, 4:10 Eastern. Just a really random kind of scheduling of times. Your getaway day is not really a full getaway day; it's a partial yep. getaway day. Little unusual, but just heads up on that. You may have to uh, start Game Three while you're at work and listen to it on, on the drive home.
0: See, that's a, uh, and I wonder if that messes with players' psyche or not. Whenever you start doing stuff like that, and moving game times around, uh, baseball player. I've always said it: baseball players. Um, PGA Tour, they're all very regimented. They all have a – they warm up the same way. They do the same thing. They travel the same way. They wear the same clothes when they're – I mean, it's just one of those weird things. They're just always doing the same thing over and over and over. Repetition, repetition, repetition. And so I wonder if that messes with them a little bit. I hope not. We shall see. Lindsey says two and one. I say two and one. That means we're probably both going to be wrong and the Braves will get swept down in Miami (laughs) because that's usually what happens. (laughs) He's Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor. Braves today, Braves underscore today – on the Twitter, or bravestoday.com. Lindsey, as always, thank you, bud.
1: Thanks for having me. Chop on.